Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today I have with me Kim Von Berg, and we are going to be discussing transforming our triggers in a relationship. Before we dive in, let me tell you a little bit about Kim. For over 20 years, Kim Von Berg has been a relationship coach specializing in healthy romantic partnerships. Her business, Thriving Loving Relationships, has been flourishing since 1997. As an authority in empowered relationships, Kim is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and coach who assists clients towards a life of positive communication and fulfilling relationships. Kim is recognized for her unparalleled approach to communication and offers a transformative process that results in relationships becoming the greatest catalyst for personal growth and an experience of genuine happiness. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. And I love what you what you said there about relationships um, being the greatest catalyst for personal growth because I absolutely believe that to be true. So I can already tell this is going to be a great combat. <laughs> yes, <I believe laughs> that too. <laughs> but before we, um, before we dive in, will you tell us what your superpowers are? Oh, wow. Um, I know you put that forth uh, yesterday and I've been thinking about it as so it's hard to get it down to the essence. Okay. So I'm going to say the essence of what I know has been there um, I, I, as, as long back as I can remember, is a huge compassionate heart, you know, for humans mm-hmm. and animals and I guess all sentient beings, really. <laughs> and, um, and really what that went into, um, I think, was kind of the motivating factor for me to get really good at deep listening and, you know, which is a listening, um, I call it like the advanced form of listening that comes from empathy and compassion. And it's an ability to get outside my own personal lens, to be able to get in the shoes of another, to really, you know, see their point of view and their, you know, even if they have different values than I do, to be able to step into where they're coming from and to really have some deep understanding. Yeah, um, that is so hugely valuable. Yeah, and then uh, as I've evolved this business over the years, um, I, I guess my superpower also is how to teach that because that doesn't really necessarily come naturally. Uh, I think I don't think a lot of people naturally know how to listen deeply. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten really good at being able to actually um, – to, to teach it. And then also, um, I, I, I'll just mention one last thing is I've always had a big vision. I always have either for the world or for my own life. Um, and it really comes from a passion to make a difference in the world. And, um, I think what my, I realized, you know, in starting this business is the difference I want to make is to help people reach their deepest capacity to um, give and receive love. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's so hugely important and needed. And I think no matter how much 
work we have been doing on this path, we can always grow that capacity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has a, has a limit to that container. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for doing that work. You said you have a big vision. I don't want to put you on the spot. So, um, <laughs> But I always love hearing people's big visions. So if you want to share it, you can, you can but you don't. <laughs> well, no, really, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds so trite, but I really believe that when we can step into knowing how to love, give and receive love, um, I think, you know, it's going to be, I know it sounds like I'm the flower child, you know, or whatever. But really, I've seen so many miracles happen with the singles and couples that I've worked with over the years in just being able to develop that because a lot of times we all have the capacity to do that, but we just have blocks in the way. Yeah. So in my job is just to remove the blocks so that people can actually tap into what they've been innately born, you know, capable of doing. Yeah. I love it. You and I are definitely in the same page with, with our work in that. And I, yeah. One of my favorite things about this show is just getting to interact with all of the other beautiful people out there on the planet who are doing this work because it's like all hands on deck moment right now, you know? So it, yes, you know, one person can't reach everyone on the planet. So I just, I love that. Like I love getting to meet and interact with more and more of us. And I'm not afraid of saying like, I have a vision of world peace for the world because I, I totally, I, I'm with you on the like if we can really dial that in on how how to be with one another in a loving way, how to give and receive love. Yeah, we can we can have a peaceful society, and it starts in our homes and it starts in our relationships. Yes, I agree yeah. totally. So, um, just before, just to give a taste before we go to break. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, because we are going to be talking about transforming triggers in relationships today. What, where do you usually start with, a, say, a couple comes to you and they're, they're really at odds? You know, what's, what's, what's like your starting point? Um, okay, so um, the actual, I actually developed a workshop to deal with, with getting emotionally triggered. Um, but I think the question you're asking more is just, you know, if, if a couple is just, they can't see eye to eye and, and that goes, it, it involves getting emotionally triggered, but it's more than that. It's also just, um, not understanding and not kind of having developed some kind of a conflict between each other. Um, and so often what I do is I, I start with developing what I, I, I guess the best term for it is just, um, a vision, you know, so that they realize there's hope. So they're not just going, oh, this is hopeless. We're always going to be fighting or we're always going to be avoiding each other or whatever's going on. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like, what do you really want? So I usually start there so that they start going, wow, you know, maybe there really is something here that we could develop. Um, Maybe I can be quiet for once or whatever the pattern is that's going on. Um, And then from there, I start gently going into helping them truly hear one another, Mm -hmm. even if they're not, you know, agreeing with each other or whatever. So I usually start there and, you know, I'm a communication specialist. So I, I weave that in and I gently start to help them 
practice some of the communication skills that I teach in their relating with one another. And I could go on, but I'm going to pause because I know there's yeah, so much to cover here. Totally, so, totally. Yeah. And, and I, um, when we get back from break, I really want, um, just for our listeners, I want to hear you flush out the difference between not seeing eye to eye and getting emotionally triggered because I think there's some nuance in there that could be fun to yes. um, dive into. Yes. Um, yes. But we do have to go to a break. And before we go, will you just tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your work? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. so. Uh, I actually have two sites. Uh, I have um, kimvonberg.com. It's V-O-N-B-E-R-G.com. And that one I'm trying to primarily have all my services for couples. And then thrivinglovingrelationships.com. I'm dedicating more to my services for singles mm-hmm. to help them do whatever healing. I do a lot of emotional healing work with singles to help them get to a place of being able to attract really healthy people into their lives and and break the patterns, uh, maybe negative patterns that have been happening in the past. So it's KimBomberg.com and Thriving Loving Relationships with an S.com. Beautiful. So we've been talking with Kim Bomberg about transforming our triggers in a relationship. More when we get back. Stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, we're back. So um, right before we went to break, you were talking about, you know, the couple that doesn't see eye to eye. And but then you also made the distinction that you have a workshop that to deal specifically with emotional triggers, can you maybe lay out what the difference is in those two things and why, why a distinction is needed there? Oh yeah. Thank you. I I love that question. Um, Okay. So, you know, when people get in relationship, it's like people get into their, I call them old tapes. Mm -hmm. It seems like they start to develop, um, you know, if they're not getting along, like kind of their old grooves type of thing in the way it almost becomes habitual in the way they argue and what they argue about and the way they, you know, respond or react. And, you know, so that's kind of a more global um, looking at the whole relationship sort of thing. But um, getting emotionally triggered I usually am talking about the moment, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the moment you're ready to either scream or or flee or <laughs> freeze or whatever happens is like the moment when, and basically um, Daniel Goldman calls it the, the amygdala hijack. Mm-hmm. Like all mm-hmm. of a sudden you see red or all of a sudden your breath goes short or your jaw mm-hmm. gets tight or something. So it's like, how do you break that in the moment it happens? So because, tell us, how do you break that in the moment you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I really got fascinated with this. Maybe about five years ago, I developed this three-step process to break 
you know, to, to recognize you have it going on and then to break it because I've been teaching these skills for so long and doing all these things with co- singles and couples. And I realized even in my own relationship <laughs> that I, I realized that there's moments I couldn't practice these advanced communication skills are just yeah. because I got triggered. Mm-hmm. I mean, here I'm supposed to be the relationship expert, <laughs> you know, and I was seeing it with my couples. And the, so I went, okay, what what's going on? I have to do something so that we don't have exceptions. Because one of the things I teach, one of the, um, I, I call it getting into the right mindset to get ready to practice communication skill, advanced skills. I have people go to what I call unconditional positive regard. I don't just call it. It's a, a coined term of Carl Rogers, and it's become very popular in psychology circles, unconditional positive regard. Well, to practice really advanced communication skills, you need to be able to go there. Sure. But if you're emotionally triggered, you can't. It, it's almost impossible yeah. to go there. So how do we break that? So I have... Uh, I don't know if you want, do you want me to go into all yeah, of that? Yes, please. please <laughs> well, I, of course, I'm going to give the short version of the three, of three keys. But, um, you know, the first step, well, first of all, it's recognizing that you're being hijacked, not only, you know, in your head or your thought processes, but you're also being hijacked physically. You know, like it, right. it's basically they, they studied this, like what happens in your brain. It's this cascade of, um, chemicals, stress chemicals that get just released, and it basically shuts down your prefrontal cortex. So you don't even have advanced reasoning skills when that happens. Right. It's it's you're going into what they call the lizard brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't have very uh, advanced capacities at that point. So you're not going to want to like w- resolve your conflict with your spouse at that moment, right? Because you, you think you're going to die. Yeah, and you, and that person is a threat. I mean, yeah. suddenly you loved him one moment, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, they're a threat. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to go into trying to resolve things because you're not going to have the capacity to reach all your faculties. Mm-hmm. I mean, it even shuts down memory. I mean, I don't know if you've had the experience where you're upset with your 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 beloved, and oh, all of, of a sudden you don't remember one thing good about them. Not one thing, <laughs> you know, because it shuts down the memory. So what we want to do is, first of all, deal with the physical reaction. And usually what happens is your breath starts getting really short. Mm-hmm. So you, you force yourself to go into take, taking some deep breaths and letting them out fully. So that calms down your physical reaction that's going on. And then you're going, I have it, um, that, that's, there's more to my first key, but it's, it's basically what I call uh, putting your oxygen mask on, which mm-hmm. is take care of you first to calm down and get yourself back into your full faculties. So there's the physical part and there's also the psychology because usually what's going on is your um, you, you know, you're going, you're basically getting upset with someone. So you, re- you remind yourself in essence, what you're experiencing inside has nothing to do with that other person. Right. So that's usually the first thing is to remind yourself, yeah, maybe they're doing something that's inappropriate or something you need to address at some point, but you're not going to want to do it in the condition you're in. But I find that 
I mean, I'm glad that that's step two, then you use the breast first, because I find that either when I'm in that state or if I'm working with a client who's in that state, it's like virtually, well, not it's not impossible, but it, that is really hard to yes. take a moment and say, this has nothing to do with that person. Because in that moment, you like every part of you just wants to make them wrong. Exactly. It's just automatic. It's like automatic psychology, you know, but you might have a couple quick lines to say, you know, you, you could just quickly just say, um, what's coming up for me now is, is not essentially about this other person. You know, there might be something that uh, is, is we need to address at some point about their behavior, about what they're saying or the way they're saying it. But in, in, in essence, your gut reaction is not about the other person. You know, um, and by the way, this is all part of the first key because <laughs> it's actually 10 components to this, but the whole, this is all still under my first key, which is take care of you first. So mm -hmm. that's taking care of you, the, the cascading thoughts that are happening in your brain. So that's the, the, um, you know, taming your brain basically part is to just reminding yourself that, Hey, you know, um, the gut reaction here is actually has nothing to do with this other person. So there, there's the part of me that wants to play devil's advocate right now. Yeah, and, go and for I, it. And go I don't want to be. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. To my guests, you know, um, <laughs> but the but the first the first thing that um, comes up is like, well, what if what if that person did do something that was out of line? Well, let, first of all, let me just preface this. I'm not dealing with like violence or something, uh -huh, you know, like uh -huh. I, 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 if somebody is in that kind of realm, I'm go, you know, refer them elsewhere, <laughs> if not the police or the, you know, but, but I, I'm talking more about, you know, when we uh, arguments or yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So if it's that, that realm, um, you know, you're right. In fact, this is going to be the third key is actually addressing what's happening with this person. Mm -hmm. So that's my third key is like looking at what actually is happening with the circumstance that we got triggered by. Um, but the first part of it is to recognize that if you're really upset, it's on, it yeah. usually goes back to something old, totally. something that's not in present moment. Absolutely. But so, so I just want to make sure you're not um, just shining on or, you know, if somebody's doing something that's really not okay with you. Yeah. You know, um, you are going to deal with it, but you, you first have to get yourself calmed down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, and then, so basically my second key part of this is the whole arena. I won't go into, it has four components to it, but the main thing is about the second key is that. It's the where you're taking advantage. This is actually an opportunity because if you're really, really getting upset by something and you're realizing it's going to something old, this is like a huge opportunity that's been given to you to do some healing work. Yes. And uh, the four components of that, I, I actually set people through how you can access First of all, the part of you that can be a loving container for that part that's reacting. And then, and by the way, I'm an NLP practitioner. So when you hear me talk a lot about parts, <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about we have like a wise, aware self that can step in to be, um, help this healing process. And then you've got the 
the part of us, usually a younger part that's reacting and just, you know, shutting down basically. I'm not an NLP practitioner and I talk about parts too. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think NLP <laughs> has a corner on parts psychology, but I think it, go, it goes across the board. And also, I trained with um, Catherine Woodward Thomas to become certified as a calling in the one coach, and she she talks a lot about parts too. So I don't. I don't. I, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So I think I think that's actually. Um, I just want to like take a moment to to acknowledge the potency of being able to identify these different parts and pieces in ourselves it's definitely a technique i use with my clients and in my own life and it's um it allows for sort of like a depersonalization in a positive way of yeah. of some of these storylines you know because it's like when we get so identified with the story and it's us then that person is attacking us and it's like and then you get, you know, it's that amygdala response. Yes, exactly. Whereas if you can start to disentangle it a little bit and create a little bit more space, there's more opportunity to see what's actually occurring here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that you're bringing that. I love that. It was just making me think of uh, a quote of Byron Katie. It's, the world is nothing but my perception of it. I hear only through the filter of my story. I see only through myself. Mm-hmm. you know so so meaning we're we're always going to have our own kind of coloring of things <laughs> that yeah. comes in from all our parts and all our past experiences we we color how we view things mm-hmm. and so to have the capacity to slow things down and start to identify the part of you that's really seeing something as a threat or as a as a horrible thing that's happening you like to go to that part and go, what's going on? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What, what are you believing about this situation? Yeah. And this is where that piece of like the relationship being um, the vehicle for, for transformation and positive personal growth and spiritual development really comes in because yeah. this is, this is like you said, like there, the opportunity for growth in those moments is so huge. Like the, the potential for healing is so tremendous. If we really, if we really like harvest the material that's being provided for us in that. Yes, absolutely. You, you definitely got this, Tatiana. You're getting the essence of what I'm trying to get. So it's so exciting when I get this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I do this. this is the work I do too. So I am with you, my dear. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. The, so I won't go through that whole process, but basically after you get through the inner – and by the way, you've, you've asked for um, a break from this person doing that second key of, of, of kind of dialoguing with that part of you that got triggered and helping them see the real truth of the situation. And it, so, so it's not like you're sitting in front of someone <laughs> and doing all the meaning. You might just say, I need, I need a break or I'll call you back or whatever. So, so you've done that key, you know, second key part. And then when you really have calmed yourself down and have a bigger capacity to see what's going on, then you come back to the person and you're, you're from your, I call it the aware self, but it's that kind of the part of you that's more whole, whole and complete mm-hmm. and wise and resilient and able to see the whole picture better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all we ever are, have the capacity to see everything, but you know, <laughs> we're not you know, necessarily God or anything, but, but I mean, like we have a bigger viewpoint. Absolutely. And, yeah, and in that key, it's like uh, helping you, first of all, 
deeply listen to this person so that you really understand really what was going on for them when it, you got triggered. And so, so it's, um, you know, it's stepping people through what I call deep listening. And then um, you decide like, okay, is there a problem here with this person that I need to address? And I bring in some of my communication skill trainings, but basically if you can identify what the problem is, meaning if it's with the other person, like they just, maybe they reacted and it had nothing to do with you and all they need to do is be heard. Mm -hmm. You know, so you figure out, is this just their problem? Okay. And then I need to practice, you know, develop listening skills. And then, then you decide, well, okay, if it isn't just the other person, maybe it's a problem between us. Like we have a conflict of needs or maybe conflict of needs and values. And, you know, maybe we need to resolve this conflict. So then you go into problem solving skills with, you know, that's how you address it. Well, and and what I found in those moments too, sorry to interrupt you, but just on the, on the conversation with needs, because I have, I've had this experience a number of times in my interactions with my husband, um, where sometimes it's in those moments that we actually get to identify what our needs are because oftentimes those rubbing moments or the trigger is because there's a need that's not being met that we didn't even really know or weren't acknowledging to ourselves that we had to begin with. Oh, good point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, when you think about it, um, conflict is an opportunity. If there's conflict in a relationship, yeah, it's usually a great, I think there's all kinds of quotes I don't have at my fingertips of all the experts like uh, John Gottman has something I think and um, Harville Hendricks and mm-hmm. you know um, about conflicts is an opportunity I, I think his famous one is conflict is growth waiting to happen mm-hmm. you know so you're right it's like in those moments you you start to realize there's something more here like I'm maybe like you said maybe I have a need that's not being met and you a lot of times it isn't until there's a conflict that you are able to identify that you have that need. Right. Right. So sometimes it has to come to a head. I like to call it popping. The yes. It's true. Yeah. So, so, so we go to problem solving and then what happens? Well, well, I was just helping people identify, like, how do you address if something is not right with someone it's either three categories. One is it's either the other person's problem, in which case you just track them to their own solution, or it's a conflict between the two of you. And in that case, you go into resolving conflict with each other. And then third one is that I have a problem, meaning, you know, maybe that your husband's just fine and dandy about leaving his underwear everywhere, whatever it is, you know, and he doesn't have a problem, but you have a problem. So, so in that case, you go into giving, uh, I, I teach a whole thing around on, um, non-blameful I message. Hmm. So meaning you, you address it cause it might just be your problem with that person. So can you give an example of how you would give an I non-blameful I message? Well, the, the, um, you know, yeah, I don't always do these perfectly, but basically the, uh, I'll give you a couple pointers and then I'll maybe an example, but mm-hmm. a couple pointers about, um, skillful I messages that you do your darndest to leave you out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, it may not be perfect, but meaning describe behavior instead of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so like when, 
Okay, that was a stupid example about the underwear because I can handle that. But, <laughs> but okay, I'll use that one. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, so when I come home from 12 hours of work and I see dirty clothes on the floor, you know, so meaning I'm not saying, and you are a slob and right. <laughs> you don't and even you have to leave your dang underwear all over the <laughs> So meaning you're describing behavior, then what effect does it have on you? Then you go into, so um, I, I feel uh, stressed. I feel um, disrespected. My, my home environment has been, you know, not honored. And I, I, I'm feeling as though it's not honored. I mean, we don't know if that's true that for that person, but meaning, so, so you describe what's going on for you. Mm-hmm. And then the last part is to describe um, in, a, in a skillful eye message is what you would ideally love. You know, what would be the, uh, what, would you, what would be the ideal desire? So I would love to be able to come home and see everything, you know, relatively clean and there's nothing on the floor. And, and then that way I can just be at peace and feel more able to connect with you and love you. And notice I'm putting in you there because I'm not describing the behavior part of it where it might set that person off into being defensive. Mm-hmm. So it's okay in the, in the uh, describing your ideal to include the, the you part. So, cause yeah. it's not, you know, it's not triggering for that person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Awesome. And yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned a few times in this interview is the the deep listening, um, and really being able to hear somebody else. And I would I would love it if you could just um, for our audience give give a few sort of hallmarks of deep listening. Oh, thank you. I because it's one of my passions is deep listening. So I'm so grateful you ask that. Um, well, the, the first is of deep listening is to shift gears and go to your heart and get into a place of unconditional positive regard, both for our own selves and the other person. So it's like shifting it, um, kind of like changing where you're coming from, basically. So, so it's first of all, that attitude. And then the actual deep listening part of it, like, what are you doing action-wise? It is you're going for the essence of what the person's saying and you're like really listening to the essence and and that doesn't just mean words sometimes it's body language it might be the facial expression or you see tension in their shoulder or whatever you're reading everything i got really good at this um by the way the first part of my adult life i was a teacher mm-hmm. and i didn't i Right away, I, I didn't like it, so I, I started a tutoring business so I could be my own boss. And I, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids one-on-one, and I got excellent at, you know, like they a lot of kids, especially boys, they don't tell you if they don't understand something. They just, you, something happens inside of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they can't mm-hmm. admit it. So I got excellent at reading body language. Mm-hmm. So deep listening, you're taking it all in. And then reflecting it back in just concise sentences like, wow, so you're feeling such and such. Or so the the main thing you wanted is this. So meaning you you give short statements back of Mm -hmm. the essence of what they're saying. And if you get it a little off, it's okay because they 
if it isn't exactly where the person's coming from because it, it helps them clarify. Like they might say, no, it's not exactly that. It's this. So you're helping them actually get clear on what's really going on for them. Sure. So I, I like to, like a visual I have is, you know, they're communicating and you can think of a person barefoot on a, on a beach, right? And they've got these footsteps that they're making and you're gently putting your foot in the footstep, <laughs> like you're, you're doing exactly where they are. You're giving it back and then you're helping them go deeper and unravel if they're confused or they're upset. Like they're, they're, it's automatically going to calm them down and help them get to a deeper place. Yeah. Mirroring is really powerful like that. I've, I've watched it diffuse so many different situations. And it's so interesting. I remember when I was first introduced to mirroring, um, my husband and I were working with a therapist who was doing Imago work. So Harville Hendricks's work. And I was like, this is so stupid because it's a script. (laughs) You know, I was so resistant to it. I was like, you want me to just say what he just said? (laughs) This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I I was so, I was such a jerk about it. Um, (laughs) But I did it because I was there in her office and she made us. Um, <laughs> but we really experienced such a huge shift in, in just that really simple act. And I've used it again and again and again. I use it with my kids sometimes. I use it. Oh, great. With, oh, it's great with kids. It's so yeah, great. Because but just, just there's a refinement of it a little bit touching it. It's, I just, you probably know this, but I'm just making it clear for the audience is that sure. we're not talking about just parroting someone. It's yeah. not just like. Because if you do that, that you you'll get the response like I just said that. <laughs> you know, like people get frustrated if you just parrot them. So it's like getting the essence of what someone said in in a very concise way. Yeah, and really where they're coming from. Yes, exactly. So you go, and sometimes it may almost sound like you're interpreting. You know, because you really are. You're interpreting what is really going on with them. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, going back to that unconditional positive regard, I think it's just really like, if, if we take an attitude of assuming that, you know, here's somebody who we love, who we've decided, you know, if we're in a marriage that we're going to spend the rest of our lives with them, like assuming positive intent, right. And assuming that they have Yes. They're not trying, they're not like out to get us, you know? Yes. Cause when we get triggered, that's what we think. That's well, where we're we automatically go there, think they're out to get us. Yeah. Right. Right. But then to just to shift that and then, and then it's true. You do get to sort of hear what they're saying in a different way. Because if you take, if you take that piece out of the equation, okay, if this person in front of me is not actually out to get me, then what's really happening here? Well, yeah. And there's another thing that happens a lot um, is that, you know, well, I'm into what they used to call um, transactional analysis type of thing, where, meaning either we're, we have three main ego states. We've got the criti- critic or critical parent, sometimes people call it. We've got the wounded child part of us that's reacting all the time and hurt, getting hurt all the time. And then you've got the aware self. So when you're practicing unconditional positive regard and deep listening, you're going to your aware self. And this person might be in their wounded part or their critic. But when you practice this, it helps them get back into their aware self. Mm -hmm. 
because they may be out in left field as well, you know, right. but, but you're helping them by going to um, your aware self and practicing deep listening. Now, how important do you think it is for both um, people in a couple to be on board with doing the work, doing this work? So, so you mean like compared to if only one's doing mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's, it takes longer and it's it's more challenging when only one is doing this. But I always tell people if they come and say, my husband or my wife won't do this or um, I, how, how am I, is there any hope here? I actually have seen so many miracles happen even when one person practices this. And also just, you know, in their lives, because I also do just emotional healing work individually with people. Mm-hmm. So when they start to heal their own parts of themselves that have, have not had the advantage of having some healing work done and start to live in a, a, a happier place in their lives, it really influences your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, um, you know, really influences your, your, your close relationships. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and be with us here like this. It's, this has been a really, um, wonderful, juicy conversation. Is there, um, any, anything else that you feel like we didn't cover that you want to just give to our listeners before we go today? Oh, uh, thank you. This has been so wonderful to have this conversation with you, Tanti. I just want to thank you and thank everyone who's listened. Um, and I, I guess the main thing is I, I feel so much when people feel disheartened about love. And I just want people to know if, they're, if they've had a lot of negative patterns in the realm of romance or just, just know that um, you can heal. And I've done it in my life. You know, I've had some really hard knocks in that (laughs) arena myself. And I just want people to know you can work through things and come out the other end where you're having the most beautiful experiences in love. Yeah, healing is possible. Yes, absolutely. I do want to tell people about um, where they can access some free gifts of mine. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the one for relationships is at mykimvonberg.com. I have a a number of free tools, including what I was just telling you about, the three keys to transform Mm -hmm. getting emotionally triggered. I actually have a free workshop that I offer. It's close to an hour. and you, all you have to do is go to kimvonberg.com forward slash free tools. Beautiful. And there's actually a whole entire, it's just called free workshop. And um, I really go into depth into this. Of course, I've done weekend workshops. I do weekend workshops on this as well. So I really go into depth. But, but anyway, you'll have a much better grasp of what these three keys are by accessing that. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. So if you um, want more of this material, if you're like me and you're visual and you need to see it, uh, go to kimvonberg.com forward slash free tools and you can find that information there. Yep. Um, we've been talking with Kim Vonberg about transforming our triggers in a relationship. Um, I know there's a ton of value in this. I hope you take this information and you run with it and you apply it in your own life. And so to our listeners, I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in 
And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.